right, welcome back to Calling the Audible. It is uh, the final week of games, or we're going into the final turn of games. You know your camera's there, right? I know. I'm looking at you, because I, I, I think it's your approval that we're off to a good start. And put screen three on, yeah. please. Oh, yeah. I yeah. should do that. As uh, we are in the final 10 days of regular season action, and it really become becomes sticking fast when it comes to the playoff run that we'll have in early August. Uh, for those who see myself, I'm here. But uh, PZ's not. He's overseas in Europe. Is he in the Baltic uh, Seas right now? I actually think he's not there yet. I think he's, he's getting, getting on flight? a plane tonight. Okay, so he's heading towards... Is he going to the Mediterranean or the Baltic? Uh, uh, Barcelona, I think. Yeah, he's going to Mediterranean. Starting there yeah. and then like down the Amalfi Coast. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. We should do like a, like a tracker. Like Daniel Snyder of the Washington Commanders is That's this dude who has tracked his yacht off the coast of France because he's been subpoenaed, right? And so long story short, they've been tracking where he is. Where is Dan Snyder today? He's here. Where is he today? We should do that with uh, P's, you know, put yeah. a GPS on him. That's stuff. just having his phone on. Yeah. Can do that. So right. as long as Snyder never gets on land, he's good, basically? Well, I don't, anyway, it's not the show Because he will. You know he will. He, he will get subpoenaed, but there's a lot of, like, uh, red tape right now about what can or can't be said because of what he has agreed upon. Anyway. That's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about FPF. Uh, Iggy Magnus is here with us, replacing PZ for the next uh, fortnight of uh, shows here. Eagle. Hellos. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we'll be jo- joined by the Div E writer, Joel Mendelson, in a few minutes here to talk about Division E, as we'll lead off with that. Uh, we'll get into a few things here. The quick announcement, though, uh, it's been announced that the Fall Cup will begin September 6th, which is a Tuesday. And that will be, uh, again, a short turnover of a layoff <laughs> for all of us. But... Uh, We'll truck along here in 2022. That's how we do it. Last time I checked, we weren't evil, but apparently there ain't no rest for the wicked. No, there isn't. Uh, because in theory, we've been going literally since six months straight. Yep. And uh, we'll nice. get a three-week uh, vacation, which it is what it is. We didn't even have the microwave barbecue yet. I know. We haven't. Uh, by the way, uh, so September 6th, registration is going to be officially... Is it open now or will it be open as of next it's week? No, it says details to come, registrations open soon. I will know more Friday morning. Okay, so end of the week. So early next week, we'll have a clear idea when you can start um, signing up your teams for the Fall Cup, which will Correct. be... Correct. September, October, November, and we'll be done by end of November-ish, I would imagine. Uh, great question. Fingers I'll crossed. I'll find out on Friday. Fingers crossed. There's no hiccups with... Uh, that particular virus going on right now. Um, also, a reminder of the playoffs. You need how many games, I- Iggy? It's five. 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 Not uh, four, but five. However, if you do have four games played and you missed a week where your team played a double header, that's where we're making an exception where you could be granted one game played, thereby giving you the five games. So if you only if you have four games played, and you missed a week where there was a double header. Doesn't necessarily have to be two games on Monday night. It has to be two games within the same week. You can get one game played and therefore get uh, five games played and uh, therefore be playoff eligible. Obviously, Iggy's having a problem with the clock yeah. here. As I will uh, correct the issue good here. Is it good now? It oh, is. Perfect. It's running. Even it's better. Running. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, we talk about the double headers. Of course, you mentioned that before, Iggy. And also, just double-check your rosters. I've been expressing this the last couple of weeks on the Facebook site as well on this show with you guys. Please double-check that your players have the correct amount of games played because it always happens at the end of each season. 
We get emails, Eagle, saying, hey, uh, Joe Smith played five games. He was there for this game but didn't report to the scorekeeper. Well, it's not our problem here. You know? Well, actually, it's more fun now because I'm going to say, did you submit your roster online? And I'm going to go check to see if you submitted it. And if he's not on the list, I'm going to say you're full of shit. There you go. Exactly. Now so. I can actually do that. Beforehand, it was benefit of the doubt. Now I can say you're full yeah, of shit. Exactly. So please double check your roster because we're going to the final swing of games here. And that's it. That's all. And last but not least, uh, Eagle, you're on the stand. Where, where is the graphic for the Division D playoffs? We have it in uh, spreadsheet format right now. That's perfect, but that's not where we want it to be. I mean, it doesn't make sense to do the other one because the, like the standings are still moving around like literally every day. Like as of last night, everyone got shifted around. So I'm not going to spend time and money and effort to get it done to then immediately throw it out right afterwards. But so. yet you'll play Pokemon during the show. I mean, yeah. You've got to get ROI in your time investment. That's... The Dollars have to go somewhere. Of yeah. course. Of I got I got to save up for our, our Dunn's trip because we got to do a double double Dunn's. Oh, so right? hey, oh, can, hey, yeah. So hey, so we have to week. make reservations. Yeah. So next week, can we call Dunn's live <laughs> on the show? Oh, not live, but can we call him next week to make a reservation on the, on the show, Eagle? For for three weeks from now, sure. Well, August fourth. Yeah, I'm serious. We'll do it next week. We'll do it. Okay, perfect. Next week we, we got turned Dunn's. down at the door at what eleven o'clock, eleven thirty yeah, last night. Yeah, whatever, man. Like anyway, uh, is Joel Mendelson on with us now? I'm gonna get him on the phone right now. Okay, cool. So let's just, just in the meantime, as you get him up, we'll tee up uh, the game that you saw. Uh, Iggy with Vic in the box against Praetorian Guard. He's got Mingus coming. Yeah, Give us it, wasn't, coming. it wasn't a uh, competition at all. No, it wasn't. Uh, we'll talk about it after uh, Joel gets on. Uh, but uh, there was uh, they had two games uh, facing off against each other. Um, really, uh, We have Joel. Really we have Joel, Joel hey, hey. Mendelson. How you been, sir? I'm good. How are you, boys? I'm very well. Thank hey, you so much good, for joining uh, Iggy and Eagle and I here on, on Calling the Audible. Thanks uh, for, for those, well, thanks so much, Joel. For those who don't know, Joel is the Div E writer for this uh, season or this uh, spring season that is. Uh, Joel, just to get your thoughts right now as we move into the final 10 days of the regular season, if you had to circle one team right now as a favorite to win Division E, it's who? Okay, so here's the issue. It's, it's what I spoke to last week about is that the Praetorian Guard seem like the best team on paper, but it's on paper because I haven't seen any of their games yet. <laughs> a series of unfortunate events. Like, I've seen everybody else. So I know that my second overall team was um, uh, Vic in a Box, but they actually played each other yesterday, and the Praetorian Guard destroyed them. So I'm saying they're my number one. Yeah, I'll, I'll tee that one up a little later once uh, you, you oh, get You can up now. Go ahead. You, you were here, so let's tee it up right now. Yeah, okay. All right. So so in that game, uh, well, they, they actually played on Thursday. However, uh, Meredith Lozon, the uh, quarterback of Praetorian Guard, wasn't there. Uh, that was that was huge because once you don't have a quarterback <laughs> who can really see the game and, and, and know how to manage a game, it, it becomes completely pretty much meaningless. So he was there, but it was not only his quarterback play, it was his defensive play. Twice on fourth down, he batted down balls that would otherwise have been touchdowns or first downs to keep drives alive for Vic in the box. So his defensive prowess uh, was on full display. And honestly, on offense, they just rolled their, their regular offense. It looked... Uh, pretty in sync uh, that Vic in the box just couldn't stop. Now, that was one part of it. Uh, another part of it uh, was the rushing of Ben Bork against uh, Nick Richard. Uh, Mo, you've mentioned it once a couple weeks ago that uh, Nick Richard didn't look like he didn't look great in, in a Brossard game, I think. Uh, and last night, when they, I think Praetorian Guard, having played them on Thursday, uh, 
saw what he's capable of. And Ben Bork did a fantastic job of limiting him running around in the backfield uh, because he's a great runner. Uh, and they forced him to throw the ball. And as soon as they did that, uh, Vic in the Box went nowhere. They only moved the ball three times on offense. They were all 30-yard catches or more uh, to Max Bura, Craig Browning, and Nick Sanche, uh, or Sanche. Uh, and that's all they could do. All the short game was eliminated by Ben Bork. So it was uh, pretty much that was uh, how that game went down yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I ram- go. I went. I went on. A, I went on a ramble there. But so, so Joel. Um, so you are you circling Praetorian Guard to make it to the final? How about how about a finals preview? Could you give one team from Conference A, one team from Conference B that you think will be in the finals? Okay. Yes. So I think Le Petit Carotte. They're the number one seed in their conference, but like yeah. I think it's for a reason. I watched them destroy the number two seed Minchia FT. Yeah. And- it wasn't a close game, like, at all. Like, they did have a player get injured, uh, Minchia, but, like, it, they they handled it easily. So I'm thinking it's either Le Petit Carotte versus the Praetorian Guard, but also, okay. like, Vic in a box, like, I obviously wasn't at the game, but I've seen them win, like, a lot of good games. Like, yep. like they're smart players and they're athletic. So I feel like they can still win games. Also, Magnetos, they lost their quarterback. They lost Adam Malinoff. And they've still won all their games since then, which is crazy impressive. So they could also do something, I guess. Fun, fun pr- Italian pronunciation on this. Uh, <laughs> C-I is pronounced ch. C-H is pronounced ki. So it's actually minkia. Minkia. Imagine like that. <laughs> Every- so, write, write that in your article. There you go. So, so with, uh, Joel, with, with minkia FT, are you buying into their stock? Because I, I, I've watched their games, and they're not... I'm not saying that they're they're like a Praetorian Guard or Vic in the Box or the Petit Carat, but are they that next wave of teams, or are you not really hedging your funds on these guys to make a run in the playoffs? I, I don't I don't think they can do very much. Like unless I saw them when they were missing like one of their better players, and I don't think I was because I recognize the names. I I, walk, I look at the stats, but I'm it just the quarterback play wasn't amazing, honestly. And like I don't want I don't want to start roasting people. It just wasn't a great game. I don't know if I saw like a one off. No, do it. Do it. Call them up by <laughs> name. <laughs> but then the penetrators also beat them the next game. And all, all like I know the penetrators. I've seen most of the penetrators' games, and they're they're good, but they're not like the best team ever. You know, like they're a good team, but I I I think Minkia's stock stock is dropping. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think like would you would you agree that they could probably win a round, maybe two in the playoffs, but that it would just the the, the magic would fall kind of short. I yeah, I think they got off to a really hot start, but I also think like they played not the best teams, so it was maybe a bit deceiving. I I think they can win a round. I'm not gonna go out and say they're gonna win two. I wouldn't bet on it, okay. but I, they're gonna win the first. When you look at the two conferences right now as we approach the final uh, stages of games Joel uh, which side is a tougher bracket in your mind as we move towards playoffs in about two weeks I think conference B I definitely think conference B so you I, do you think do you think Praetorian Guard could oh, be wait. upset and not make it to the finals on that side of the bracket then okay wait I'm gonna change my answer I was looking okay, at the- fair <laughs> enough <laughs> on, uh, on the fly here hey like Iggy your team you're three and five eh yeah, three and five, a losing record. You, I can only <laughs> three and five though. Like from right. the game watched, you've like you guys lose close games. Eh? They're not right. like Yeah. They're not so, blowouts, right. No, I, I think your division is pretty good. I think the pillow talkers are very good. 
I think but the Pelicans have a proper roster though. For <laughs> yeah, playoffs. they have a million people who've played on that team. Not just a million people, a million people that bust them over the cap. <laughs> Where they're they're kind of in a they didn't apparently didn't really know their a cap existed. They only thought there was a quarterback cap, uh, which also didn't make sense because they had. So ninety, my, my, theory, my theory was proven right then. Ninety rated yeah. players throwing, so I didn't believe that. Oh, we only thought there's a quarterback cap, but uh, yeah, look, I, I think I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Though they're very football athletic, they have like smarts. Uh, maybe not FPF uh, smarts just yet. Um, I think their downfall is the quarterback play, but their defense and their receiver set is probably the best in the division. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, that's honestly one of the things that stuck out to me the most doing this, like, the first year, like, not being a player and just, like, being on the sideline is how much FPF smart actually matters. Like, if you're – you could be amazing at football, and if you do, like, stuff that's not allowed in FPF, you're done, you know? Like, it's crazy the amount of stuff that you get dinged for. It's honestly pretty fun to watch. So, when you look at it now, as we move towards the final 10 days of the season – are you circling any teams that you're watching out for that could maybe peak at the right time and that no one wants to play in the playoffs in two weeks? I think the Penetrators could be that team just because, like, the games I've seen them lose, they've been, like, unfortunate losses. And if they, like, they could be better. You know, like, I've also seen them games without, like, Nicholas Vaughn. He's fantastic. He's so long, too. Like, so tall. They yeah, have he's a range, huge range. He's like a giraffe out there. Yeah, and yeah. Jared Boydman's huge, too. Like, they just got gir- yeah, just giraffes. Exactly. That's what I call them, actually. But I'm a... They're a good team. Also, I'm I'm also really interested to see what the Magnetos can do without a real quarterback, because I've seen them win some good games. But do you, do you buy into them without a quarterback, a proper quarterback to make a run? I think they, they'll... I think they'll win their first playoff game. I think it depends who they'll come up to in the second round how does it work it's it's one eight two seven uh eagle can we confirm uh, the playoff format yet or are we still up in the we, oh, we cannot do it just yet because we haven't had the meeting thanks rob okay perfect so this this pretend we don't know what the playoff format is here joel we'll, we'll, we'll surprise everyone next week how about that yeah 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 okay <laughs> yeah and you'll cover it in your article once we uh, once you have the details of course no problem yeah. That. Hey, Joel, in the background of your uh, of your man cave, is that a plant to your right of the shoulder? It's for sure a plant. This is not even remotely close to a man cave. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it'd be your man cave. This is your office. Is, is this where the uh, Joel office is located, in the uh, bowels of where you live? No, this is um, where my mom does her work. My my office is located in Toronto. Okay, and fair enough. Then. There very- you go. <laughs> All right, I have one last question, unless Mo, you wanted no, uh, go for it. to wrap go it up. But uh, Joel, you, you mentioned you're an ex-player. Uh, do you uh, do you happen to uh, know when your return to FPF will uh, will be? I don't know because I live in Toronto for school, and then at the end of my program, I'm gonna be going to work somewhere that, like, I get like an internship from school, and right. it could be in Saskatchewan, it could be in Nova Scotia, it could be anywhere. Okay. So, so, are you going to be so for you, your sake? Let's hope it's not Saskatchewan. Sass is terrible, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Maybe you can bring FPF no, uh, across Canada. I'm telling you, Sass is not fun, man. I know people <laughs> who live in Sask that play. I don't think I'll place, to be honest. I know people who play in the CFL in Sask, and they go, "No, dude, there's, there's nothing to do." <laughs> like you know, when you go when you score keep in Laval or, or you know Laval, that's the size of Saskatchewan. So there you go. Well, Laval is pretty big. No, the, the, the football field. Oh, the football field yeah. is, is Saskatchewan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So just get ready for, like, really – like, when you talk about night out, that's, like, going to be, like, oh, boy, one block down from where I live. So, <laughs> I yeah. think I 
think I'd take it over Ottawa, though. No, Ottawa's a lot better, and that's not saying much about Ottawa. Uh, Joel, before, Joel, before we let you go, um, your article's coming out when? My article will be out Saturday. Saturday. And uh, what can we look forward to in, in that scribing of your brain that you will have for us to read up on? Well, I've been doing it pretty like I don't know. I came up with this formula, but I'm going to ditch it, and I'm going to do what everybody else has been doing, and that's like a report card because it looks like fun to be able to just rate teams like well, you know so, what that is? It's called lazy journalism at its finest. For pork, I'll give this team an F minus. Lazy journalism. Lazy. It's, it's like the hardest so article long. everyone hates to do. Oh my god, it's so long. Good See, luck. Mo can say that because Mo used to write articles and he never did this. Mm-hmm. Why not, Mo? That's okay. lazy journalism. All right, right there. so Division E, you can look forward to uh, maybe not a mid-season grade, but uh, almost a three-quarter season grade. Near end of the season grade. There you go. Fair enough, then. And so we can put you down for Praetorian Guard, the Petite Carotte, and the Devi Final in, in a few weeks from now. That's your pick right now? Like, yeah, it's just, I, that's my pick genuinely, but it just sucks that they're both the first teams, you know, like like first in the division. Man, Number I can't wait when you're wrong and those teams that beat those teams are going to say, hey, huh, that, tell that writer over there, uh, Joe, whatever his name is, he was bleeping wrong. <laughs> Good for them. I'm motivated. I'm bulletin board material. There you go. Joel, thanks so much, my man. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah. We look forward to your article on the weekend. Thanks for thanks, joining, man. Be good, brother. Joel Mendelson here with us, talking about Division E with us. Yeah. Uh, so let, let, let's dive back into it then for Div E. Uh, look, uh, a stank of a game for, for Vic in the Box. They were more like a team that was in quicksand. I saw a bit of it from yeah. my game. Yeah. Uh, and even speaking to the guys afterwards, I mean, they just didn't have an answer to any problems thrown to them from the Praetorian Guard and I think, as I told you, Iggs, a few weeks ago about the quarterback play of Vic in the box, I'm not buying into Nick Richard or Nick Richard as being the guy for them. If you don't, if you're a team that doesn't have a good rusher, uh, you're you'll you'll be in hell against Nick Richard. If you have a decent to top tier rusher, you can really, uh, really set the offense back for Vic in a box. Uh, you all all you would need is that great rusher. And a good deep uh, safety and and corner, and and you're set. You have a game plan against Vic and the Box. Yeah, I, just, I, th- I think now moving towards uh, the final. I mean, for Vic and the Box, we'll have three games left, but it's highly unlikely if Praetorian Guard win their next game, they will clinch the one seed. But I can't see the uh, the Roman defenders losing a game from here on in with one more game left, and yeah. Vic and the Box having three more. And look, Vic and the Box is not guaranteed of being a two seed because Magneto's. Are right up on literally them. in the rearview mirror of their car. Even Black Label, don't yeah. look, don't look now. You know, five and two. That's a that's a good offense. Uh, that Black Label. Yeah, has and, as well. and you don't want to fall a little bit lower. And depending on what the playoff format will be for E, I mean, who knows what it's going to be? But you don't want to fall lower and lower because you might end up in, in a dance partner in maybe round two, even round one. That's not desirable to what you want to have moving forward. Absolutely. So, so look, all right, like Pillow Talkers, you mentioned them right now, uh, Eggs. So I mentioned that in our thread that we have for our, our staff members here, that I don't think they know that there's a cap. They don't. It was confirmed. That's what I thought, exactly. It was confirmed. 100%. Yeah. Because, you know, they're watched from week one to where we are. They bring in guys who are higher level <laughs> players like Jared Taylor, <laughs> Jared who played Taylor, Division One. Div, Div E, what you, yeah. what's going on here? And so, anyway, look, here's the thing, though, right? They, they are now at 5-2. and two. There's going to be an issue that might pop up with these guys. 
Yeah, I mean, already, already with the five and two record, it might not be five and two by the end of the week. No, no, it might not be. Five. Okay, that's one thing. That's but one the, thing. The second yeah. thing, though, yes, is yes. that some of these guys play tackle. Ah, and Sageup camps begin just at around playoff time. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think physicals are, are checking in for August sixth. So I mean, though, know, uh, by then we, sh- I mean, it's the final round of games. But yeah. if they do advance, right? Question is, how many well, guys will be able to play at that point? Right, and then. And then you can't find subs because you you they their subs need at least five games played, right? Yeah. So you can't just pick up anyone from off the streets or or anyone uh, anyone else to just come play for you. So so yeah, that that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I just don't know what what their plan is, and it's unfortunate because they do have some athletic players. But the reality Great. is, yeah. they're tackle guys. They have not adapted to the fly football way of playing games, and it, they got exposed a few times. It took them a while, but I know this five and two record is going to probably change, and you know, I'll. Not seeing confirmed, but there's a good chance it will change with yep. uh, the roster violations that they have. So yes. yeah. we'll see what happens from that perspective. Anything else in Divi that we want to cover before we jump uh, ship here, uh, Mr. Iggy? Um, why, why would you jump ship exactly? Like, so are you we're, we're going to swim to the next ship. It's like a well, video game here. Well, maybe, maybe like your ship's being like like the Titanic. It was, yeah, uh, it was, was about to sink. We're going to jump ships. So you got to jump to the next ship. You know, it's like a video game. But just is there enough room for both of us on the door, Mo? No. Eagle guy, <laughs> yes. But not you. Not me? Come on. Like, no, at least you could have said not Peas, you know? Like, no. PZ's also on that ship, my friend. Uh, okay, on to women's. Uh, yep. they, they had their games on Monday night, and now we see a separation of teams and who's where and uh, in terms of where they are now, Iggs. Um, right now, we going to this into this week of games here. We had a three way tie for first. Now it's a two way tie for first. The Petit Miet and Red Nation have five and two. Um, I told you uh, in in uh, last week, last week that was yeah. that the Petit Miet is my team. Yeah, I'm still not by Red Nation. I, I don't know what it is with Red Nation, but I think the Petit Miet have a better flow on both sides of the football than Red Nation has at this point of the season. Yeah, I I would agree from from a uh, from an entire season standpoint, because the one game or two game sample size from this week, Red Nation, we've been questioning the uh, the offensive output and how much points they can put up on the board. They put up thirty and thirty nine in their two wins. But who's the wins against? Just remember that, right? So the thirty nothing win against Villa, and but the thirty nine to fourteen win against uh, Strangers. That one, like if I look back on the schedule. I'm pretty sure they have a loss to, uh, or yeah, a very they close. They beat strangers by five. Yeah, beat them by five. I, I, I think I was uh, scorekeeping that game in Laval a, a few weeks back. Um, to, to then turn it around and make it, what, the win by 25? It's, look, it's one game. Uh, I, but I, like you, Mo, uh, I, I, I like you as well, but I, I like you, you, think that Le Petit Miet are really the front runners now in, in this division. They took it to Villa, uh, no surprise there, but they took it to Strangers. That was really, uh, might be a finals preview, uh, and they took it to them 31-14. to 14. Uh, Strangers had no answer for Marie-Pierre Dalpe. She is uh, extremely hard to defend. She boxes out her receivers well. She's quick with her feet to get downfield. Uh, she can m- make people miss, make girls miss with the tackles. Uh, Marie-Pierre Dalpe was uh, a force to be reckoned with that strangers could not cover. So we talk about exposed players as well, but we'll get to that in a moment here. Uh, seeing what the games were on Monday... I think Villa, we know, is, is not in the same weight class as no. the aforementioned three teams. So yeah. I think whoever gets this team in the semifinals is going to have a, a straight, direct, yeah. you know, 
direct hit towards the finals. I just think now for whoever will play the Strangers, that's not going to be easy a game for whoever plays that team in the semifinals. Uh, no, agreed. Uh, and it's looking like, from what we're suggesting, is that it's going to be a Red Nation versus Strangers uh, matchup. So that's why it, that actually makes it even more uh, not impressive or important, but for their confidence for Red Nation, beating them 39 uh, to 14. That gives them confidence knowing that in about three weeks' time, uh, or sorry, games played. Is it eight games eight this games. year for, for women's? Games, yeah, yeah, so um, still eight games. So knowing that in two weeks' time, uh, uh, another matchup against Strangers, they know that they can beat them and they can beat them big. So for explosive players in this division, uh, you mentioned Sarah Mathieu. Uh, MP Delpe and Gigi Cabello Abante. Yeah. Uh, Cabello Abante now over 600 yards receiving, I believe. She had a monster game on Monday. Um, I think all three are explosive. Yeah. But I think Gigi Cabello Abante is more like the Cooper Cup of this league. She's not beating you with straight speed. No. Uh, no. It's more you're, you're suggesting the route running. Yeah. 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 Uh, agreed. Um I would suggest uh, that it's actually Sarah Modnatsyur that is probably the most explosive because whether it's uh, catching it downfield or a two-yard, three-yard hook or five-yard in, she has the capability of turning it upfield, making uh, women miss her flags uh, and, uh, and moving the chains for, for strangers. Yeah, I think, you know, and I've seen, we've, we, you, you've seen them, I've seen them play so far. And I think that trio of names could definitely – we talked about last week about who can move up to the next you know, uh, level of, of, of competition in Tier 1, if that's the case to be for these three. Yep. I think all three can, but mm-hmm. the question is, will they? I don't, think they? I don't think they will. I think they'll stick with their teams. Yeah. But all three are, are fantastic players in their own right and how they played. And even, even the quarterback play that we've seen so far, I mean, look, for, for strangers – uh, I, I still love Jay McHugh Thibault as a quarterback. I think she's really good. She's had a tough game against Red Nation for what she is. But I think at the end of the day, her ability is that she has a lot of confidence in her, in her arm. And, look, I know the numbers aren't strong. She's a below 50% passer this year. She has a high uh, INT ratio to passing attempts, which I think is one for every, like, nine passing attempts this year, whatever it might yeah. be, or ten exactly. But if she is in, on rhythm – She's unbelievable, I think, and can be an explosive player for for this last running games coming up. That's that's a good point because uh, you mentioned the low below fifty percent completion. In fact, all quarterbacks uh, have fifty uh, percent or below. Uh, so the best quarterback is probably and likely Morgan Cosimano Valois of Le Petit Miette. Uh, but I think you hit the nail there on on the or the head on the nail that Jane McHugh Thibault. If she's on her game and she completes one pass, she's more likely to complete that second and that third and, and very much a rhythm quarterback. And once she gets on that rhythm, uh, then it looks very good. So that's actually dangerous for Le Petit Miette or Red Nation uh, or like down in, into the playoff matchups. Um, because if once she gets hot, she's lightning rod hot, right? Uh, but it could swing the other way. Uh, the 16 TDs to 12 TDs INT ratio, that's troublesome. Mm-hmm. So the minute it can kind of spiral the other way, right? A one pick to Rachel Valliere of Red Nation can lead to a second and to a third and, and kind of shake her confidence in the negative way. So you mentioned Rachel Valliere. So here's a good staff. She has six pick sixes this year, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, More, that, I think. That would put oh. her as the, f- if this is quarterback numbers, she would have the m- fourth most 
touchdowns by a quarterback. She has six INT, six uh, uh, pick sixes. She'd be fourth right now. She would have more touchdown passes <laughs> or touchdowns uh, than the Villa quarterbacks so oh, at no. the point who has four, and obviously Santa who has three. So literally, her alone has produced more touchdowns than the Villa offense has this year. Oh, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's remarkable. So look, we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, PZ and I, about her value, and, and now I, I believe these are all uh, women's records here, Eagle, for what she's done for pick sixes, INTs of 12 in seven games. And we'll, we'll figure that out in, in a few minutes here. But now – it's her trophy to lose to be the defensive player of the year. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. It's Should we give it to her next week then? I uh, Yes. Rob, cement, get the name, get the trophy out for uh, Rachel Vallier. There's no one even close. Maybe if Jenna Arujo of Red Nation, uh, sorry if I butchered your last name, Jenna, um, maybe if she gets like a, a four or five or six sack performance in, in both games that, to bring her to like 20, uh, which is Highly unlikely. Um, no, give it to uh, Rachel Vallier right now. Yeah, and uh, I... Sorry, you about to say something or are you just yawning? Nope, I'm yawning. Oh, okay, I just thought you were about to say something. It looks like you're about to call your way through. I I think she's someone to watch out for for the next women's season, whether it's Fall Cup or, or Winter Season 23. And maybe someone might poach her and have her play on a higher division. I, and I know it's not the NFL where we talk about, hey, this player's being linked to this person or that person, but... It brings in a bit of intrigue now for some of these higher divisions to see a player like her excel and say, look, yeah, she can fit into our system and be a part of our rotation moving forward. So yeah. it would be fascinating to see how this plays out. So I'm in the record book, but we don't – maybe we don't show it and maybe keep, keep track of it in the back, but we do keep track of interceptions in a season – uh, which is Danny Demore with 19 uh, at number one, but we don't have also that's a sixes. 10 game season too. So it is, yeah, agreed, agreed. But we don't have. I don't see pick sixes uh, here. No, so, yeah. and we'll have. And I'm. Sh- I think we're in the works of having a women's page for records because now we're starting to accumulate a bigger sample size. Yeah. of women's games, and which pool. we'll have up in yeah. the in the coming calendar year or of months here, give or take. So look forward to that as well. Yeah. So right now, eggs. Before we we look at it from this perspective. Uh, we go down to the final game of the of the season coming up on Monday at Paps. Who gets the one seed next week? What's the game? Well, um, no, no game. This right now is it Red Nation or Le Petit Miet who will be your one seed? No, Le Petit Miet. They're they're uh, they're playing Villa. That's yeah, Villa's playing Le, yeah. Le Petit Miet, and yeah. Strangers is playing Red Nation. Yeah. So the so look so give me Le Petit Miet to finish as the number one seed. That makes the Red Nation Strangers game uh, in week eight a uh, preview of the playoff round one matchup. And you wonder, do you show your hand in that game next week if you know in all likelihood uh, LPM is going to be your one seed, if, which, which we believe will be the case, will beat Villa next week? Would I show my hand as Le Petit No, if you're Red Nation against Strangers. Right. So, if, yes, I, I don't care about showing Strangers my playbook. Uh, it would have to be about executing it. Uh, we've mentioned that Allison Sobel, uh, the execution was there in Week 7 in both of her games. Uh, she finally put up very, very strong performances after a lackluster kind of season. Uh, so, yeah, give her all the reps she can, uh, she can get. Call the same plays that you're going to call in the playoff game, absolutely. Yeah, and she, what, What's funny 
here yes, is that because it's an eight-game season, you're theoretically playing every team twice and then two teams three times. Right. Strangers is one of those teams that Red Nation has played three times, and so it will be number four going into the playoffs, which will be fun. So it will be a four-game affair with these two teams. Yep. And Red and Nation has had their number in the other two games. First mm-hmm. game was week three, 19-14, and then last week, 39-14, mm-hmm. and then week eight, and then what's going to be week one of playoffs. Uh, it should be fascinating how this plays out for those teams uh, uh, in the next two weeks and what they do for that for uh, for that four momentum. By the way, the I feel like this is wild card baseball type of thing. Best of three. Yeah, it is <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the wi- just to confirm here, Eagle, we'll have the women's finals aligned with Roadshow, correct? That is my understanding. Perfect. That's gonna be great. I think it's a great exposure for them in that sense that they'll all be on the same platform as the other finals that we'll have on August fourteenth. So on to Division B, and uh, it's at noon, by the way. So yes, confirm. High noon. High noon. Perfect. Can't wait. Oh, so. at noon. I mean, I got to wake up at like 7. Well, I'm not on that call, so you guys have to be there for it's 7. No, I mean like. At, it started at noon. Then yeah, we got to get there three hours before the prep. You have to open the doors I got to pick sometime. up peas an hour before that. Yeah, I got to wake up at 7. Yeah. No, uh, Mo, uh, yeah the, uh, on Mo, a Sunday. That was the best. Uh, Mo, uh, the doors are, are locked. Did you know anyone open the doors? I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, on to Division B. Uh, Silent Ticklers, and we look at them now. They played the least amount of games at six so far. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in the playoffs by five and one eggs. Uh, could they run the table and finish uh, maybe nine and one and be your one seed going towards playoffs? Uh, it's possible. They do have B Raves July twenty sixth. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what happened to their games on Thursdays? So maybe they they didn't play the uh, Mangoose and Brand. I believe that was the COVID nineteen game. Ah, okay. Uh, so yeah, look, they have uh, B Raves uh, in that in the mix of games there. That'll be their their toughest test going into the playoffs. Um, it's possible, gonna be tough, but uh, definitely I I'm gonna give the odds eighty percent chance they go uh, they go nine and one. Oh, that's a pretty high. It is high because yeah. you look at it. B Raves should be full. Fully loaded again because they were in New York City for uh, a flag or touch tournament in New York City. Yeah. Um, brand new is going to th- throw the leather off that football uh, because to Chris, to Chris Meard because yeah. he's in, in the race for the Triple Crown. <laughs> um, the tricky game, which which will require Rasha Benavidez's brain power, will be the Moretti crime family. You know, can he can he checkmate Joy Taylor's? I mean, he doesn't play defense, but I'm saying right. from his vantage point of where he is, could he be a, a, a resource for the defense to checkmate Joy Taylor and what he sees? Because I think his yeah. eyes will be required in that situation because that's not an easy game. The Mangoose game, which is a winner, winner bust for Mangoose, has to be a win for Mangoose because they're pretty much done if they don't. I, I see them going 2-2, two and two, which would be enough maybe for, for, uh, for a two-seed if, if it plays to their, to their strength. It's it could, depending on what BYOB will do with uh, yeah. their final game, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like, when you look at their team, it's not really uh, – I mean, Adam Rose has been explosive for this offense, and I know he's really highly regarded by, by teams in, in the higher <laughs> ranks. Uh, but I don't – like, a guy like Dan Mancini, Mancini, which we'll talk about later on in the script here, I don't think he's being utilized properly in this offense for Rashi Benavidez. Uh, probably not. I mean, how much uh, this is the silent ticklers he's on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. To to see two hundred and ten yards and four TDs uh, when 
I believe it was on Sunday he had four TDs alone in one game yeah. and about 110 receiving yards. Yeah, that's the stats suggest he's he, that you're right that he's not being utilized correctly because he. Granted, it's Division C, it's a division lower, um, but still he's absolutely tearing it up uh, in Division C uh, and has. I, there's no doubt in my mind that he's he's capable of of putting up similar numbers uh, in Division B. Yeah, I, I think so. And now for for. For Simon Ticklers, they're in the three-hole. I mean, it could collapse them, and then they can fall all the way down. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> the five or six seed right, at that right, point, right. right? But now for them, they have BYB in their sights because they have one game left. So they're going to be done after, I think, this week. And yep. B-Ravs, again, we go back to that point. If if they're going to be 6-1 and one or 7-1 and one by the time they had B-Ravs, that's for the one seed, and that's your number one seed going towards playoffs. Well, look, techni- they're technically – undefeated because their two losses came this this on Sunday and Monday when they basically had an entire roster of non B Rabs players. <coughs> Excuse me. It is dry in here. I'd never realized how, how dry it is. Yeah, it um uh so they're technically with their full lineup they're six and oh. So yeah, that's it's it's gonna be like silent ticklers B Raves that it would be their first official loss if uh ticklers can come out. So uh, of losses here, Junkyard Dogs, they are in, uh, in they're still in the race. Mangu's still there with them at 1-5-1. Now they have a three-game exam coming up here to wrap up their season. Um, in your mind, Eggs, what's the keys for Junkyard Dogs when, when you look at their schedule? And it's not easy that they have left for the final three games. What are their keys if they're going to be able to pull off the great escape and get themselves into a playoff spot because they have Thor's Hammer back-to-back and B-Raps to wrap up the year? They're good. It's it's extremely hard what what I'm about to suggest, but Jason Rossi has to outscore. Uh, he's drawing a blank on my, uh, in my Rosenblatt. head. Uh, yeah, Rosenblatt yeah. in in both games and Joe Mayer in the final game. So good luck with that. It's <laughs> not gonna be easy. Um, I, I just think that there's been a disconnect with this team this year. It's not the same junkyard dog team before. We mentioned at, at nauseum that look with. Paul Lapierre. Paul Lapierre not being there. I think it's hurt his 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 uh, his leadership role, the mentorship that he brought to him. Uh, like Michael Kazak is a good player, but he's not a Div B player yet, I don't think. And you know, Roy Samurgeon has been a phenomenal player for him, but you know, he's this team has not been as reliable for the roster change of guys yeah. being in and out. I think yeah. it's hurt uh, Rossi's uh, play this season for Junkyard Dogs. Yeah, absolutely. So it's gonna take, like I said, a flawless executed uh, game from the offense. Uh, in in all three games, which look it can happen in one game. You, we've seen uh, Jason Rossi uh, execute a, a flawless game plan for a game. It's possible he can do it. To do it in three, that's you. You, you I, I say eighty percent chance for Silent Ticklers to go four and zero and run the table. Put it at like seven point two percent chance for for that to happen for uh, uh for junkyard dogs. The point two is interesting. You could have gone with seven, but there's a point two. <laughs> uh, two way player of the year. Uh, we're entering that portion of the season now. Uh, I put Sebastian Simon's name in there as a wild card. Uh, but you mentioned some other names though in your in your mind. You mentioned the Samaritan brothers. Uh, yeah, that could be your two way of the year. But is there a definitive leader, uh, uh, le- um, leader in the clubhouse that can win two way of the year? Yeah. So. That's there's two questions there then. So uh, I'll start with the second. Is there a clear cut leader? I'd say the answer is no. Uh, but then to suggest that uh, that Sebastian Simon uh, 
is it, look, he could be in the mix. He's in the top ten in re- in terms of receiving and in uh, defensively, he's like number ten, eleven. So you're kind of stretching out on a limb. He'd have to have a a real uh, good last uh, pair of games uh, or last good uh, amazing one game uh, to wrap up the season. Uh, yeah, I uh, give me as a front runner right now, uh, Rory Sermurgeon as a two-way player of the year with his five interceptions. And I believe he's in, uh, he's in top five in terms of receiving yards with uh, over 400, 419 right now. Yeah, right now with, with Roy Sermergen, I mean, he's got eight touchdowns as well, which would put him just outside the uh, top five. But his defense numbers have been pretty solid this year as well. And, you know, like the rushers, rushers will never get their full due, so I, I would – probably exclude them from that from that uh, perspective here but you know when you look at I got like Rory for what he's done uh, I mean look it's strong numbers but I don't know maybe it could be Ed Lee Ed Lee could be a guy to watch out for because he he has some pretty decent numbers himself 16 tackles uh, 3 INT 7 PDs but it's one of those unorthodox seasons this year, I find, yeah. uh, Iggs, that w- there isn't really because of the change of roster because so many teams are playing early in the year or they have a bye weeks coming up here. It's kind of slanted the numbers in favor of one or the other. And so right now, it's still up in the air, I think, on quarterback, receiver, two-way, all those awards coming up in the next two weeks here. Yeah, could be uh, Georges Guerrepi with B-Raves. I mean, he may win an award in Division A, which then makes him not eligible to win that same award in Division B, but uh, it could be him with, uh, I think they have a couple games left uh, in the final week of the season here. Yeah, so when we look at now as a whole for Div 2 and what we can forecast moving forward here, I, I just find that this division is... I'm not saying that it's lacking the storylines that's going to make it compelling, but I don't, I don't see like brand news four and four. They intrigue me, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they're in that top three, the or upper they're echelon, in the, yeah. or they're in that pack of teams chasing the top three. I would put them. I I wouldn't set them in the upper echelon of of teams. I'd put them, uh, yeah, the mid range kind of teams. Um, I kind of see what you're saying about the lackluster storylines here. Um, maybe, you know, is it the B raves with their two losses coming without like their full roster? So they're basically undefeated. That's probably one of them. Um, junkyard dogs not performing, you know, as, as to, uh, their usual standard other than like the top and the bottom everywhere in between is kind of just like, yeah, you have a shot. It's shock. pretty much set. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Mango's still in play with, with JYD for the last playoff spot, but I mean, Right now, if you if you ask me, hey, BYB versus Moretti Crime Family is a playoff game, I'm taking Moretti Crime Family right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But could be BYOB too. I mean, like, it's the, it could go either way. That Maybe that's where the, the intrigue is, is that on any given night, like, any team could, could beat the other, right? I Just to quickly maybe wrap up here, uh, I, I like the Mangoose win. Uh, last week, we, uh, we, we said whether they have a shot at making it uh, into the playoffs. Uh, I believe you and I both picked uh, Moretti Crime Family to beat Mangoose. Mangoose with the 45-38 to 38, uh, victory. That's a Yeah, huge you know win. what? People huge ask me, like, uh, someone from the Praetorian Guard goes, he called his false kings. He goes, I don't remember what I called you guys, man. Yeah, Medric Lazon. Yeah. I, I like did. You. I and P's did. 
Yeah, he's blaming me. I go, uh, dude, I don't remember calling you guys. I Boston. think I was the one producing, and then maybe he. You know what? We could blame it on the bad audio that would like that we yeah, didn't really. Yeah, subtitles were wrong. He, he couldn't. He couldn't really hear what we said. So, but yes, false kings, Praetorian guard. Anyway, but yeah, that's anyway, division. Either. I don't remember what I picked, and neither <laughs> do you. But it's uh, on to coed, and what we have lined up for coed now. And uh, you know, look, I see a lot of things sometimes. Uh huh. And uh, you know. It gets microscoped here, you uh-huh. know, but I don't remember what I say. But look, you know, kiss my end zone with uh, with a smashing win over three hundreds. Um, yeah, that wasn't even close. But I guess three hundreds is something that you guys will have crowd support. Ah, uh, give it, give it. You know what? Give it to uh, give props to the three hundreds crowd. <laughs> it was like thirty three twenty five nothing at one point, and they were still cheering on their team. So you know what? Uh, good on good on them for never uh, never admitting defeat. No, they, they, they don't admit defeat. That's why I think they are champions of Mars. They are champions of life, those guys. 300s. Just, yeah. Not okay, on so, the scoreboard, though. So, look, kiss my end zone now. Um, one seed is pretty much a wrap for this yeah. team. Not officially clinched, but, but it's pretty much. Pretty much, it's, yeah. it's there. You're yep. in the 18th hole. It's just a tap in, and you'll get the, the green jacket in, in a few moments from now. But the two seed is still in play. Now, seeing three hundreds play, and they do watch a show, and I don't want to uh, offend my uh, diehard loyal fans of the three hundreds uh-huh. nation over there. Six, two, and one. Yeah. To get walloped by you guys on primetime Monday Night Football. It was with, Monday Night Football. With, huh? with a packed house of fans of three hundreds. Yeah. Chris Berman was there, too. Whoop. <laughs> We're in Papino. <laughs> as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you did that, my my headset got, like adjusted itself, yeah. and I hear perfectly like clearly. <laughs> All right, um, I I I don't. You don't think it's a true six two and one record? No, because team? now their 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 error their margin of error is much smaller because you have one more game played than the PSS right now, and yeah. they could fall. And they could fall down to the four seed if things don't go their way and and Sneaky Snakes and LP win out their games. Well, yeah, so for three Hanas, they wrap up their season against Sneaky Snakes. And if they lose that game, uh, Sneaky Snakes would still have one more game remaining. Uh, if they win that second game, that would put them up to 14 points. Le Princess, they face off against the weaker squads of uh, co-ed two they got gorillas and blue wave so give them for sure at least two points there they're jumping over three hunters so you're right three hunters have now put themselves in danger of being in the four seed uh wrapping up the season uh, after you know a six and two six two and one record after i think games. one of their downfalls for three hunters is their like like 80 man roster that they have for games yeah uh, it's not idioms, exaggerating, but it's a fairly large number of players. It's I think it's like almost fourteen. Like I, I, I did this, the the roster with the captain of three hundreds on Monday, yeah. and I go, so you're it's thirteen. <laughs> I go, you guys are thirteen players. She goes, yeah. I go, okay. Yeah. I go, okay. You know, it's it's not easy, and I think that's uh, look. You'll have a lot of guys eligible for playoffs. That's good, but mm-hmm. who's your best six on both sides of the football? Well, that's it. it I mean, that, that it's a strategy we've talked about before. Is it a good one? Is it a bad one? Look, if you have six great offensive players and six great defensive players who are not good on offense, like, yeah, that 
that is a recipe for success theoretically. Right. But in and, and but then in practice, uh, you know, you I, I feel like you're not in the game, and when you're not in the game, you just kind of lose sight of of game management and 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 those are critical aspects of the FPF game. Uh, that you just tend to lose out on the touch and feel uh, of the game, and how to if you if your offense needs to be in a hurry up set. So, yeah, it's just that that focus has to be razor sharp uh, if if you're going to be that that large of a. Well, a they group. were down. It was over after one two drive. But I so and we'll talk about it. I didn't get this. They were down three scores or four scores after the half, and they're not going in a hurry up offense to to begin the second half. So that that uh, just immediately, I'm like, why? Okay, they're not going in a hurry up offense. Their drive was like eight plays, nine plays long that got to the one yard line and and uh, kiss my hands and stop them uh, four and out. But that like, you're killing yourselves. You're you're taking eight eight minutes off the clock on on, on you're you're just losing the game yourselves. Like we didn't even have we scored seven points. Well, in the they, they were the architects of their own downfall. Yeah, you know when when they threw that int uh, to James Drysdale, I think it's a wrap. It's a, and oh, then the, the second fir- one, on the first drive. On the first drive, first play of the and game. And then the second, I was like, oh, this reaffirms my first drive analysis. It was a wrap after two drives. Yeah. It wasn't even close. And yeah. and, I, and now, like, for them, they're being chased. And, yep. and they need to win that last game to kind of put some gloss with that record that they have and, and separate themselves from the competition. Because if they fall to three or four, well, guess what? They might get kissed my end zone a little bit earlier than expected yep. in that sense. So make Arsenal with with the two-way player of the year in co-ed two, um, in your mind, Iggy, who is the leader to win the defensive player of the year? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. There's What's several. Your, it's your se- question, is it not? Several. Yeah. Me. <laughs> but so look, uh, again, the awards haven't officially been handed out, but it just looks like Mick Arsenault uh, having a, a, a Pretty good season at quarterback, uh, and just blowing away the uh, the the interceptions and uh, pick sixes. Uh, so it looks like he's going to win two way player of the year. Uh, you got Dimitri Melsbash, um, who's putting up good offensive numbers as well. He he could be two way player of the year. Um, could be James Drysdale. Uh, he hasn't played as many games, so his offensive numbers aren't as high as they could be. Uh, but uh, he's second uh, runner up in uh, in INTs. Uh, if you take a look quickly at the sacks, uh, Carlo Costa of uh, the aforementioned three Hunnas, it, it could be him as well. So, uh, so you know, those the couple of final games will uh, will tell if someone has you know another three or four interception or five sack performance that could be uh, that could end up being uh, the final results for defensive player of the year. So on to Tier 1. I saw a couple of the games in Tier 1 with uh, Easy Fun uh, or Kiss My Allahs playing as well and uh, Fast Not Fierce playing as well. Uh, what I take away from those games, uh, Iggs? Um, yep. Kiss My Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that they should have... Like, I mean, they should have closed out Fast Not Fierce and he missed a play where Stephen Harper saw it had. I forget which receiver it was over the middle, and, and he missed them by a couple of yards because he didn't stop and sit in the zone and, and make the catch here. So what, what I'm trying to imply, though, is that... And this is a game yesterday, yesterday at Loyola uh, against exactly. uh, Fast Not Furious. Yeah, I just forget who the player was that, that missed that catch. But anyway, the point that I'm going to bring up, though, is yeah. this. They have to close out games when they control the narrative. 
and they allowed Fast Not Fierce to still stick around up until the final drive. Okay. And that can't be in, in Fast in Fast Not Fierce. You know, they're a team that is competitive, but with their record right now, I think one five and one or one six and one, whatever it is. Around there, yeah. One six and one. They they had no business against them, and Kiss My Law should have won, especially coming off that they were playing their second game in a row. Because uh, they went back-to-back Fast Not Furious on Tuesday night in Loyola. And they should have won that game with ease, but it was a lot closer than, than what it looked like in the final scoreline. Yeah, so, look, <sighs> that could be argued the other way, Mo, that they're playing a lot of these tight games. Playoffs will be very tight games. In fact, they're facing adversity a lot already in this season. Stephen Harper uh, not necessarily uh, used to this receiver set. In fact, I don't think he's thrown to any of these receivers ever in the past. He's uh, he's gelled. I've uh, heard and seen uh, with Joey Nataro, Louis Bejean, uh, but hasn't gelled, uh, interestingly enough, with Kevin Donnett. Uh, That's the receiver. Okay. Donnett was the guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that I was night. thinking like there's like a West Welk-like type of player. Oh, on the <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what I was thinking of Donnett. It's, it, it's, it's crazy to think that Kevin uh, Donnett and then Stephen H. wouldn't wouldn't be a, a great wide receiver quarterback duo, but it hasn't, it hasn't played out that way. Uh, and in fact, their last game, uh, Kiss My Outlaws versus uh, uh, mm-hmm. Le Petit Fuck, uh, which was a nail-biter, I, I heard, 41-40. to 40. Uh, there, there was actually a, a few things here, uh, Mo, that I, I wanted to uh, maybe, maybe pick your brain on. Uh, but just to wrap it up with Kevin Donnett, uh, he sat himself off a couple drives on offense, just said, like, I'm, look, I'm not catching the balls. Like, the, the team is very self-aware. They're more about the wins uh, than the personal stats, uh, and anyone is willing to take themselves off knowing that uh, there, there might be a better connection elsewhere. Uh, but the game with uh, Kiss My Outlaws uh, LPP, uh, I'll just set you up with the context here. So uh, they're down one, uh, that is Kiss My Outlaws, 29 to 19 at the half. On the opening drive of the second half, uh, S- Steve throws a pick to Alexandre Bress of uh, Le Petit Fuck. Next play, touchdown LPP. It's 26 19. Next drive, Harry Prasad throws a pick six to Bress. 33 19. Next drive, Stephen Harry Prasad throws. Uh, his third pick in a row to Alexandre Bress. That's a rare uh, feat, three it, picks in a row. It, it was like LPP's fired up. Le, Dom Lefort throws two interceptions in a row on back-to-back drives to, to bring back uh, Kiss My Outlaws into it. Uh, Harry Prasad finally executes, gets two touchdowns. So it's tied 33-33. Abigail Cockerton. One of two girls, only two girls available for Kiss My Outlaws, goes down after a hard contact uh, with her own player. She goes down. Kiss My Outlaws, uh, Kiss My Outlaws, yeah, are down to five players because you need absolutely two women at yeah, all times. Right. So, so she's on the field, but standing in the corner of an end zone all alone, like not defending anything, not playing offense. So, Lipsy uh, Fuck, they go up. And score 39 to 33. So here's the game situation, Mo. You're up six. You're playing six players against the defending team with five. Do you go for one point or two, Mo? You're up six. You go for two. You go for two. Le Petit Fuck went for one. They went for one. They get it. But big mistake. 
because Stephen H went drove drove down the field, scored a touchdown with Joey Nataro, goes for two. I believe Isaiah Lard. Uh, of course, no one can really man up with that range. Uh, that's their one point uh, victory. Uh, why, like, why would you not go for two points when you're you're down or up a man? Well, it, it goes back to I think we spoke about it in general. Uh, the you guys did it in your co-ed game where on an extra point you kill clock just to kill off the game. Essentially. Uh, Division D, kiss my yeah. You were up, yeah. by, I think I think it was like seven or eight, and you said or whatever. So you were up uh, by I nine. And you wanted to kill clock, right? And oh, give right. him plays until so he wouldn't catch up. Right, right. It's that whole IQ of FPF of knowing your scenario, knowing your situation, where you are located in life. And they had no guidebook to say, well, look, they're five, we're six. We go two-point convert. If we drop two quarterbacks, someone's going to drop, you know, and essentially becomes what it amounts to be. Five on four. Five on four. And so that is something that I. it's still, like, Boggles your mind. Yeah, or? you know, you know, you have a, you know, NFL staffs have coaches, who, and that layer of like, oh, listen, challenge the play, yeah, yeah, challenge the play right now because it's it's definitely challengeable. There's got to be someone in any team locker room or in the huddle saying, look, they are down a player, they're down to five. We drop two quarterbacks. Guess what? It goes from being four, it's to three, covering our five or our four available yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't figure it out, it's it's you got to play the percentages there. You have to play percentages. If you miss, you miss. But you 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 force them to exert more energy, being a player down than going for one point convert, knowing that yeah you hit it. But guess what? You give Stephen Harpersod or or Stephen H as you yeah. like to call him now, like he's Stephen H Smith over here, but uh, <laughs> a chance to, to win the game as they did. But it, it, it circles back to the point though for this side of the conference here. And you know, think about Fast and Furious, uh, not Furious though. They've lost four games by by three points or less. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they're, could, in the, they're in the games. They're in the games, and they they could easily have been uh, four two and one. Right. Yep. And we're talking about them uh, at nine points, and then them probably chasing kiss my allies or easy fun. But I think easy fun watching them play, and I did see them play. I believe yesterday. It was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it yesterday. yesterday. Big friend. Yeah, it's seen play. It's so many co-ed games I yeah. saw. It's it's a blur sometimes. You did, but they they demonstrated to me that they do have a good team to work with. I like the core that they have in place, um, but I think they're a little bit vulnerable at times, though. This is easy fun. Easy fun because what's the vulnerability? Spell out the. Uh the, the the close games that they've had this year, they won by four against Kiss My Outlaws. They won by one against Fast Not Fierce. They won by three against Le Petit Fuck um, uh, four nights ago. Uh, they lost by seven to Justice League. Uh, they beat Fit Squad by six. Like, there's a lot of close games with this team yep. here, which could benefit them, right? But if you are considered to be the elite of this division, you guys kind of roll teams here at times and, clo- again, close out games when you have to. I know Samuel Emilio Bachet is going to take over at quarterback uh, with Jeremy White uh, not going to be available due to whatever reason in August. That sounded like breaking FPF news here, Mo, that uh, there was no music for, there was no cue, there was no setup. I did. Uh, I failed you. You did. You did. But, but the thing is now with him at quarterback, could he be – the key that unlocks their hopes of winning that that division this August. 
Well, I don't think it's the key to unlock. I mean, you're, and no slight to Sam Emilio Pelcha, but he's a step below the quarterback play of, of Jeremy White. So it's, of course it's, he is. So, so it's, that's not necessarily what's going to take them over the edge, right? Um, and, and then losing Jeremy White as a receiver as well, uh, by virtue of not being at, at the, in those playoff games, uh, that's not a recipe for success either. So, uh, so, I am a little worried about this team uh, because even their best version of themselves, they were in these close games. Take away Jeremy White uh, as a receiver, as a quarterback, and put in Sam Pelcha. Now watch the game still be close, but now the margin of uh, victory will... They'll be on the other side, losing by two or three points. Right. That, that could be dangerous. Well, speaking of the easy W... Uh, family tree here uh-huh. as we shift now towards Division C and East W. Uh, they're 8 1, and we'll, we'll continue that quarterback debate because it's a higher stakes in terms of where they are now in the Div C rankings. As we said before, Jeremy White will not be available. It will be Samuel Emilio Pacha who will take over. Uh, they lost the infantry on a, on a marvelous game that I watched on Sunday in Lachine. Tell me about it. Um, I think now, and I do have the topic, we'll bring up this topic now, we'll kind of combine the two with East W and Infantry. Yes. So, Infantry remind me of the San Francisco 49ers of this season's, or last year's playoff run that they had, in which they lost the Rams. Remember, they went to Dallas, beat them up. Yeah. Went to Green Bay, won in that backyard, and nearly beat the Rams to go to the Super Bowl for the second time in the last three years. No one talked about the Niners, right? No one said they had respect for them and stuff. Uh-huh. Infantry has kind of been under the radar. They've not been up in the in the top, you know, Upper debates echelon, or, yeah. you know, the penthouse of where they are. But they have that kind of Niners DNA where that defense can bully you and bruise you. Okay, and, yeah. and there was a play that, uh, that um, Sean Samirjan made where he picked off Balshad in the red zone. And he was in the back of the end zone. And no. he he kind of like so he, this picture it packed middle of the back of the end zone, picked it off, went to his right, still in the back of the end zone, now decides to go up the sidelines. Yeah. He pulls out a a, a dead leg, which froze three East W <laughs> players, and then down the sideline he went for the for the score for the pick six. Oof. And that that's the difference because the infantry defense played well in the red zone. They had two INTs on on Easy W and that's the reason why they won that football game. So so, so he had a fifty eight yard Return pretty much pick six pretty much right. Oof. So now the question I bring up here is that seeing what I saw with the infantry against Easy W, I don't think there's a team that wants to play them early because they could run the table and the, everybody. The infantry, right? Infantry. Oh my god, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you there. That that's a team with the know-how to win. They made it to the Division C Championship last year. They have that fire in their belly. They want to get back there. Anything short of a Division C Finals appearance is a wasted season, and it, and it, it, take it one step further, anything else but a Division C title is an absolute uh, disgrace in, in, in all of their minds. So they, they have that fire. They have that hunger. They have the experience. They have the athleticism. They, they check off a lot of boxes that you're looking for in a final. Yeah, and, and now they have three more games left, and they'll be wrapping up on Sunday. They can win all three games, and they could be seven – or sorry, big eight and two uh, when it's the dust is settled for that Division C playoffs. And they might be your three seed, if not uh, the two seed going yeah. towards playoffs. 
And I just think that defense is tough. You talk about the roster and how they built it up here in terms of the uh, the the firepower availability. Van Desjardins has been very good for them. Yep. The Samaritan boys have been awesome for them. I think also Dylan Dawu has been great and how he's flying to the ball. Mike Collard as well has been amazing for them. Uh, maybe the one question mark might be their pass rushing. Um, like Armand Bala is a really athletic, gifted player. Yeah. But he's got to be a little bit more disciplined in how he run, rushes the quarterback. I think he can be much more effective. He had some big plays himself. But uh-huh. if he just masters that element, I think he can become even more ferocious on the football field. Because I, and I, I maybe even question that because he's great in, in covering deep. He, he can absolutely steal balls away that you think are going for touchdowns. And all of a sudden he comes swarming in and uh, takes a post TD uh, away and, and picks that off. So. I'm kind of I'm a little surprised that that he's the uh, the option at rusher. But look, if he develops the rusher game, uh, he, he has the height to take away a lot of visibility for shorter quarterbacks like Sam uh, Pelcha and Jeremy White. Uh, so yeah, so if he can uh, accelerate his progression, watch out for the, for the infantry. There, they would be fully loaded at all positions. So for Easy W, um, they take out Stoics, the loose infantry. Uh, one th- number one seed is pretty much in their back pocket, moving towards the final games that we have here. We have here Jeremy White will not be the quarterback, and all likelihood with Samuel Emilio Pachet being the guy for them. Uh, we saw against Infantry that he had a couple of red zone ints that could have been a win right there for them. So now, Iggy, what happens with the overall rankings of how it plays on the top end? Hot Sauce Sports is hovering now. There will be no Paulo Delaraca who's away in the Baltic Sea or Mediterranean Sea for that matter. Yeah, that that'll uh, hurt their chances at uh, at taking a let's call it a top three spot. Uh, it's probably going to be willpower throwing for them, so not a bad substitute. To, not a bad uh, drop to, off. No, not not at all. Uh, but then that again, the proverbial you lose willpower as a receiver. Um, uh, so yeah, that hurts their chances at uh, at getting a higher seed. Uh, look, top season. Uh, Congrats to uh, Sean McGrath, by the way. I, I saw a picture of a uh, of a uh, an engagement. Um, so con- oh, congratulations, Sean McGrath. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so making uh, use of his time away from the field, clearly. Exactly. Maybe that was the reason why he took a two week vacation. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the, the whole it's maybe it's just a false thing that he, his arm is bugging him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mo Iggy, you guys should take a lesson about faking injuries. Yes. Well, you well know, Mo already got hurt, but he didn't get engaged. So, Well, I'm saying that if someone can officially uh, you know, announce, I can probably say, hey, congratulations, so-and-so. I'm winning for you, my friend. I'm on the tarmac, baby. Yay. He, <laughs> M- M- Mo has an upper body injury, a broken heart. Of course. Multiple <laughs> times. Stabbed by Eagle. <laughs> Stabbed by Iggy. Paulo. Terry. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so look, uh, top season, if uh, they get Sean McGrath back, uh, they're a candidate to be a, a top three seed. But uh, look, I mentioned it in my articles a lot and a couple times here on uh, Calling the Audible, but Blitz Buds, man, it's exactly what I predicted. Slow start, but watch out for this team as, uh, as Goulet uh, finds chemistry with his receivers. Even A.J. Gomes has, uh, in replacement a couple times at quarterback, he's he's been... Uh, uh, very reliable at the pivot position, um, especially for two-point converts. So that the the reps at quarterback help him. Uh, they like running the double and even triple quarterback sets on uh, extra point plays. So uh, sorry for giving out your playbook, but uh, that that really helps his uh, his progression and reads uh, when it comes to uh, extra point converts. Well, the buds do play uh, top season, I think, next week, and that will be your 
maybe the fact of number two seed, depending on what Hot Sauce does in the right. coming weeks here. But we can t- we'll talk about it next week because I, th- I think it's the 28th, I believe. Yeah, right? Thursday the 28th. So we'll talk about that next week. And yeah. that, that can – and maybe top season could be in play for the one seed. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Um, but in terms of where we are ranking this right now, I think the – I think the top half of Division C is a little bit more unsettled because there's a lot of movement right now. There's a lot of plinko going on right now, and stinks and ladders more or less. Like, so like, can you believe the vultures are in eight, the eighth seed? Like, they were number one. They were holding on to that number one seed all uh, all year. A couple losses, and you move down seven spots. That's uh, <laughs> that's how good this uh, this division and is. And if I stand correct here, top four get a bye, and then five versus twelve, seven versus eleven. Correct. So, so and so. So look, there's still the buy spots to be played where top season hot sauce sports could be in position of having a buy. Right. And then be on the outside looking in. Right. And then but then you like you mentioned, you have the infantry who could run the table. You have vultures that could run the table. What about Stoics and, yeah. and Ravens? Maybe not. Looks like they'll they'll make the playoffs, but not be uh, the top four seeds. But has and we I think we've kind of talked about this a bit with even the Eagles chimed in here. Uh, has there been a season where the bye week has been more desirable uh, than ever? Like no, with it's, the it's the number, like I'm I every team I'm playing on, I'm hoping I I can get a bye just for uh, getting a, an extra rest. And, oh, I hope so. It's it's big for them for yeah, sure. Yeah. So Dan Messini has had a good season for ES Timber ESU Timberwolves. Uh, shout out to the name, which is from the movie The Program. Um, but Ma- Monster Numbers last couple of games. Uh, yeah. So, like you mentioned, the can you carry the team here? I'm going to throw one name out there uh, to go off of that. Rayan Shalal is an incredible player. Yeah, I've, we've seen it. But he's got to play better than where he is. So you you saw the easy W uh, ESU Timberwolves game. Uh, I saw him make a late uh, late game snag uh, on the sideline. No, he's uh, lazy. He's lazy. Oh. I'll say I'll be real. He's yeah. lazy. He's incredibly talented. This guy yes. can dominate this league. Yeah, he could. Yeah. But he's he reminds me of Randy Moss in the NFL where if the ball goes to Moss, yeah. he ain't running his route. Like and then when he does run his route, even at three quarters he can still dominate the game. Yeah. But there was plays that he just missed on. I'm like, dude, like you're so talented, man. Like dominate the game, bro. Yeah. 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 And that's why Mancini, and it goes to your question and why Mancini has, because Jordan Rossi trusts Mancini to run his routes, I think. Maybe he won't admit it, but I seen it from where it was. Yep. He trusts him more, and that's why his numbers are, are much higher than where it should be with Ryan Chalal, who should be a lot more dominant, be more of an apex predator, which he's not. He has five, he being Dan Mancini, five more TDs about – 150 or close to 200 more yards in three less games played. Like, he's ripping it apart. In the last three games, uh, you mentioned uh, he's been tearing it apart. Uh, Past three games, 377 yards, 12 touchdowns. He's averaging four touchdowns in his past three games. The thing is, they went one and two in those games. Yeah. So... Man, he's he's doing everything in his power to will this team back into a into a playoff spot. They're currently short right now. I think uh, sitting in the just one one uh, one spot short in the 13th seed, where 12 teams make it. Uh, they're currently in a three-way tie um, with Beer Belly Brigade themselves and uh, Le Montagnard, uh, and it's those ex- uh, those uh, uh, points against 
that are killing them right now. Okay, so speaking of that, though, right, uh, we think there'll be three spots to be had, right, which is 10, 11, 12. Uh, Los Penetrators, uh, Tough Lungs, and Beer Belly Brigade, right? Yeah. Yes, ESU and Le Montagnard are there, one step closer, still hanging around. Uh, commission by thread right now, they got to win out if yep. they want to have a chance here. So with LP, Tough Lungs, that all three will hold on to those playoff spots, or will there be one, two, or three that might be bounced out once the sun when the dust settles by the time we finish off the season yeah so i'll answer that by looking at first esu timberwolves they're playing the infantry oh, that's very tough matchup to win and uh so i'll say uh bye-bye timberwolves uh and then i'll look at the other team that's on the outside currently which is uh les montagnards they have tough lungs um that's it's I mean that's like a playoff game by itself, it, right? It's, Win it, and you're in type of situation. Yeah. It, it it pretty much comes down to that. Uh so oh man, that that one's tough. It depends who shows up and throws for Le Montagnard, but uh, just the way the season's been going where Tough Lungs have played uh man, I want to say that they've played down to their competition and and like like look, their three wins are like against vultures, I believe uh, AF one, but then they'll they'll put up a stinker and lose by fifth, like by twenty five points to uh, to Blitzbud. So uh, I I'd say Tough Lungs will make it. I'll say Beer Belly uh, will make it, and Los Penetradores, which has been very interesting for them. They they shouldn't be competing, uh, but they are. They're showing a lot of resiliency uh, and and heralded at uh, at the quarterback position by by uh, Rocco Cristiano. He's he's like what I said Mancini's trying to do and will uh, the Timberwolves into the playoffs. Uh, Chris, Rocco Cristiano's been doing that for LP. Well, uh, Mo, one yes. thing I want to bring up here yes, is that hypothetically, I think Tough Lungs is the one that's in a good scenario because yeah. unless they tie, uh, was it uh, Montagnard? Yeah, Mont- yeah, the Montagnard. Mexico, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for everyone else, I mean, there's the possibility that tie breaks comes into play here and, like, messes up the ordering. So I know you mentioned, like, uh, Penetradores, Tough Lungs, Beer Belly are currently sitting in those spots, but, I mean, that could all be rearranged if this stays exactly as is based on, like, point differential and, and, and points against in that scenario. Well, so right, yeah. this could be a mess. All those three teams, though, do have the lowest points against right now. Well, don't worry. We had this figured out. They're divisional record, guys. They also have two le- – like, uh, 10 and 11 have two, le- uh, <laughs> two, two less games, games left. So right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's more so points if, against uh, – If Tough Lungs do cash in on that game in hand – and if they do win that game, they are definitely in a firmer position during the playoffs at that point. And, like, one step closer, they're technically at the lowest trending points against over those games, right? True. So they yeah. win one of their games, and then they lose the other ones. They are in a tie, but they would probably tie break high. Yeah. All right, on to Division D. And this has been uh, – I find this division very compelling. Uh, I think our – Eagle, I know what the numbers are for for divisional breakdown of, of your ship. I think Division D is one of our – I should probably check that actually, eh? Yeah, I think Div D's are most viewed. Like we have the highest like fan base from the Division D nation. I'd have to correlate watch time and uh, like where uh, versus the topics themselves. That'd be interesting, yeah, actually. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so this has definitely been the most compelling division because it's three divisions. We don't know what's going to go on yet, but a team that's definitely had their heart ripped out by Iggy Magnets was Glory Boys, and they have lost four in a row. In fact, during that time span, they've not scored more do than 26 points. Do you want to start with this, by the way, or you want to get to that later? We'll get to that in two seconds. I'm just going to set up here. So, the Glory Boys, last last five games that they've had, I think four games they scored less than 26 points. Yeah. Since this, I lost you guys. And they've not been the same since then. Um, are they in trouble? 
So I mean, they're, they're done. So they're no, no, but I'm saying yeah. are they in trouble now going to the playoffs? Well, well, that's it. So yeah, so exactly. So they they all haven't officially clinched a playoff spot, but they've pretty much clinched a playoff spot. But yeah, I don't like the way they're they're slide. They they they've been sliding, and yes, they've gotten a lot of rest, but. I think it's three weeks or so, or like maybe even four. Like, it, 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 that, are there any buys? There are buys. Buys one to twelve seeds. Oh, we'll get that, that corrected. We'll yeah, that okay, corrected. <laughs> that doesn't look I right. Think, I think it's top four gets a buy. <laughs> five or six. Uh, look, I doubt they get a buy, but like that's a lot of rust and a lot of rust on a four-game losing streak. Where, like you said, the offense. Uh, look, twenty-six points in Division D is not absolutely terrible but come playoff time you have that magic number of pieces five, five. touchdown the piece right? theory right you need at minimum five touchdowns to yeah, win pt5 piece theory five it's not looking good for them so there's a lot of things going against them right now uh and yeah that's that's not good that's not the way you want to go into it's the playoffs. crazy to think when they had a two score lead against you guys yeah in that matchup momentum was on their side and then this and collapsed in the second half everything slid and then that, uh, sh- I mean, I was able to freeze frame it on the stories that was posted up of Drysdale casting that ball, elbow in. That is the difference in why they're maybe, maybe eight, seven and three, eight and two. Yeah. Then being six and four at this point in the year. It's, it was razor thin. You see one little strip of green turf between his elbow, James Drysdale, and the sideline. Yeah. It was Absolutely insane. And it has changed the fortunes of Kiss My Vultures and for Glory Boys uh, going in opposite directions of the Atlantic Ocean. Yep. So, okay, so Eags, let's take a look at the playoff. Uh. So the way I've done this for the time being is, uh, at first off, let's remind everyone, it's the top 20 teams that make playoffs. It's going to be the top six of every conference. So actually, let me let me color these just so you know which ones they are. So these six, these six, and these six. I will fix yeah, them in yeah, just a second. Them. Whatever. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Eagles have no, I don't want to do is, that. This is wheelhouse right here, Eagle. It should be. And well, oh, because oh. they're hyperlinked. Ah, thank you, stupid website. No, that's not. Fuck. His mouse is off. He's struggling here. Yeah, he, he looks is. like me, like right now. There we go. Uh, so top six are the ones that make it automatically. Sort order is a little strange because divisional record is once again having issues this year. Yeah. Yep, okay. that's a thing. So yeah, so anyway. top six in conference A, conference B, conference C. Exactly, and then it's the next best two that actually make it. Um, so right now, according to this, it's going to be a Mad Dogs and Team Timbo because they have seven points, and those yep. are higher than all the other teams that are currently in seventh and eighth. Yep. So right now, they're the ones that are making it. The way I've colored this is mm-hmm. if your team is in red, so replacements, late, or ghosts, thanks for having a wonderful season. Please show up to your last games. It's been fun, but playoffs is not in your future. If your team is in green, congratulations, you've officially clinched. I don't have to do any fancy math to figure out if you're in or not. It's very simple. You clinched. And uh, then we're looking at uh, the conf- the other teams that are in yellow, which means that there's still the potential for you to uh, make playoffs or fallout. Now, in the case of Conference A, I didn't want to go through all the math to figure out who's playing who and what the maximum points were and everything. Yeah. But because there's so many teams at seven games, 
Um, I doubt that Kiss My Vulture and Glory Boys and Bandits are going to slip because they're probably going to cannibalize each other. Exactly. But it's possible. Um, and, you know, the movement can definitely happen throughout all those different teams. So this is how it's currently set up. Uh, we'll know more, I mean, at the end of next week, clearly. But, yeah, uh, the next week is going to be very interesting in terms of setting up the final standings here. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Thank you very much, Eagle. That's uh, well done by you. Uh, the color combination has been fantastic. It sticks out very nicely. It's what we want on the site. It looks like a peach ice cream. Yeah. I mean, I use the default Excel color, so whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do this for the audio audience. Uh, Killer Rays, Dirty Dogs, Primetime, Santod, Fourth, and Schlong, Peerless, Scarred. You guys are the ones that clinched. Replacements, Late, and Ghost, you are eliminated. Everyone else, it's up for grabs. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. So... Speaking of that, fourth and schlong, they played Peerless Scarred. You saw that yesterday, yeah? No competition at all. It That's is different galaxies. Two teams in different galaxies. Pretty much, it's like neighbors in different galaxies next door to each other. That's crazy. That's That really surprises me. Not that fourth and schlong is uh, that good, because they are, but so is Peerless Scarred. Like, they no, they're not. They're but, no, they're not. Going in, like they're they're one of the I don't want to say uh, best teams, but they're they're in the top six consideration. No, this could have been a shutout for them. Right, exactly. So, like, look, they the, both teams were six and one going in, so this was like a prime time matchup uh, that that you watched. And for Peerless Scarred to not show up, or uh, so so or or help me understand the, the scoreline here, did they not show up? Did Fourth and Schlong just dominate? Uh, did Peerless Guard throw everything they had, but just Fourth and Schlong's defense yeah, was stifling? I'll be, I'll be blunt and I'll be transparent. They're slow. Okay, so it's a speed thing. They can't handle they can't handle the speed of Fourth and Schlong. Okay, they can't they can't handle the speed of Fourth and Schlong. They suffocated this team. They literally made it one-way traffic. It was a cul-de-sac for uh, Peeler's squad, Peeler's Scarred in this game. And Jared Buck, I love the guy. I love this team. Yep. Uh, good group of guys. But he was just, like he was different wavelength of where he was supposed to be. And now for Fourth and Schlong, I think they are definitely the top team to beat in this division. Yeah. And I mean, I know if, uh, we can talk about some of the teams in this division here, like the Rays. But for Peter Scar to this should have been a shutout. This should have been a shutout. They just got a little sloppy at the end, fourth mm-hmm. and schlong. They have laid the gauntlet down that the road to the division D final goes through them. I don't disagree. Uh three hundred points already put up in eight games, uh hundred and sixty nine points against in again, those eight games. That's uh, Michael Caporelli might just be the best quarterback in the division. Him and uh, Cecil Belanger of uh, of Bandits, those two guys can really throw the football and 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 put zip on it. Not make passes, throw. Yes, make throws. Yes, yes. These two guys, they're the class of the division when it comes to quarterback play. So it doesn't surprise me at all that uh, that at least Conference C will go through fourth and schlong, perhaps the division. Okay, so Blue Dreamers, uh, slow start out of the gates here. They were 0-4. They now won three in a row. Are you buying them to make the playoffs now? Yes. I said this last week uh, that uh, they were on the outside looking in. They were listed in red. Uh, they've, 
I think they they started 0 and 4. Uh, have now won three in a wo- in a row in a row uh, to uh, to catapult themselves into a playoff picture. Um, the one thing, and I'm not sure if he's officially replaced uh, at, been replaced at quarterback, but I do know that uh, Matthew Simon was the one throwing last game. Um, but he looks much better than uh, than Rafael Morelli. If you look at or just look at it on the, on the screen, there twelve TDs to eleven INTs for Morelli, fourteen to three the ratio TD uh, to interception. I think yeah, the answer to that question. I I think just alone there, um, like that, he, Simon gives them the best chance to to win. So do uh, they hold on to that playoff spot though? Yes, uh, my my best bet is is yes they they hold on. Um, yeah. That was a real uh, yeah. With the play of with <laughs> that was a real. I thought you were gonna go a little bit longer. They stopped on a dime. No, there. just just yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm. I'll answer the question. It's it's yes. All right then. Fair enough. Okay. So dirty dirty dogs. Um, have we underestimated this team and how they were one play away from being killer raised? They they lost on the last second to last play um, from being the top team. In this division, along with Fourth and Schlong, I saw them play two games yesterday. Obviously, uh, they're like a tale of two uh, squads. They have their elite athletes and elite uh, knowledge of the game in Charles Vero, in Jeremy Augustine, in uh, Jean Nicolas Branco, uh, and then they have. They're young guns that don't know the game as much, but they clearly have the talent. Uh, names like uh, Félix Boutet, uh, Florent Hugues, uh, and I believe uh, Antoine Drolet. These, these, these guys, they're, they're very good. They're very talented. Um, so what was the question? Am I surprised or what? Or? Like, have we under, uh, underestimated these guys? Because, you know, we talked about Killer Rays. It's been a killer ratio for the entire season for us. Sure, I don't think we've underestimated them. Maybe we. But it's haven't. a different narrative if they beat if they beat Killer Rays, they're in first place. Yeah, I I don't think we've underestimated them. We we've known that they're a, they're a good squad. Maybe we haven't given them their due though, like their due diligence. They've they've beat up on some of the uh, weaker squads in the division, but like to beat up V Town, who are. Not the best team again, but they're they've they've grown. They've grown to know how to play the game to beat them sixty-one to twelve. Like that's 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 pretty impressive. My thing with Dirty Dogs, who's going to be the quarterback come playoff time? It, it appears they've been uh, switching and uh, reps or splitting reps. Sorry, between Charles Vettel and Jeremy Augustine. Both have put up uh, it's fairly. It's be they've they've both put up fairly similar numbers, and I. think... I would argue the opposite. I would go with Jeremy Augustine. Look at, look at the receiving numbers, uh, Eagle. If you go on the receiving tab, uh, and now I don't know if Jeremy Augustine, the only games he's played is when he's quarterbacked, uh, but look at, the, look at the numbers. No, he, he, he has uh, receiver stats. Uh, it looks like Augustine likes throwing the ball to Vero, and Vero has, uh, I mean, so does Augustine, have incredible moves to, for, to gain uh, yards after the catch. But it appears that the... Augustine quarterback 
with Charles Vero at wide receivers, a better combination than Vero at quarterback throwing to Augustine. Vero likes to run a bit more, so if you go on the rushing uh, tab, you'll see that uh, Charles has a lot more uh, runs and uh, rushing yards. And I prefer a more of the traditional pocket passer with the occasional run that, that Augustine can, and, and as the stats suggest, can, can do. I will go the opposite way. I think Vero is a better pure passer than Augustine. I think Jeremy um, Jeremy can be, is a is a very um, green. No, no. I sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Jeremy as a receiver is 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 great to watch. I think he's more explosive mm-hmm. coming out of his breaks, and I think that is the better combination for them. That's their route one towards the final. Here is that they use Vero as a quarterback. You can drop Jeremy as a second quarterback for sure. But yeah. I mm-hmm. just think that is their best option going towards playoffs. Okay. Agree to disagree. There you go. Exactly. Um, finally, before we get to the Div A here, we, we talked about team, Tim Timbo. Yeah, baby. Seven Bob. of eight. One more week to go team, where you screw it up. Yeah. Team whatever. Team Timbo. Team Timbo. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's been okay, a running so gag we'll, we'll of take the him, year. We'll take him out of this equation because Eagle already mentioned that they're in firm position. So, TM6. Well, not really. Well, no. the, they're not in firm position. They're in one. Position. Of, they're in one of the last sp- playoff spots. That's okay, not comfortable. So we'll keep them in there. So Timbo, Lassite, Mad Dogs, TM Six, going to the final three games or the final ten days of games here. Yeah, who should feel comfortable about their chances of making the playoffs right now? I think Mad Dogs should be somewhat comfortable, only having uh, look having the seven points already putting them in playoff position with six games played. That gives them leeway to lose a couple of the games uh, and and uh, still be able to gain points because if they lose one, they still have three others to gain points. So I think Mad Dogs uh, are sitting pretty comfortably uh, and the same would uh, fall true for the Mighty Six. Have eight points in the bag uh, with seven games played. So there's three more. Uh, there's up to six points uh, that they could chase there. I You know, I think... Timbo's all right. I think they'll be they'll, they'll be okay there. I'm just curious to know with um, with Triple B. Uh, sorry, hold on. Um, Mighty Six. Mighty Six. That's what I'm gonna say. The M Six. Um, I don't know if they should feel comfortable right now. It, it, with with them having three games left, I think they have to win two or three to fortify their spot and and be assured of a playoff spot. You know what? Yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead, sorry. No, no, that's that's my point. Go ahead. Yeah, so the thing is, uh, if you go to the division standings, Eagle, and you scroll down to conference C, the the interesting question uh, from this is that you're not now only looking at conference C teams. You're actually looking at conference B and conference A teams altogether. So... You have to. You can't just say, "Oh, yeah, well, they're they're good. They they only have ghosts like in, in who have been eliminated." You have to worry about lockdown, about save the turf dolls who are currently on the outside uh, looking in. But lockdown has two uh, two games with six points. Uh, save the turf dolls are not a bad squad at all. They they have one more game remaining, um, and it's the thing that maybe you're right about the mighty six where I I, I didn't see it is that two of their points are coming off two ties. So in the event of a tiebreaker with not just Cité de Jeton, Mad Dogs, and Team Timbo, they now have to go uh, tiebreak 
uh, win a tiebreaker against Lockdown and save the Turtles, who have three wins already. TM6 will play uh, uh, Lassite and uh, Timbo. So we'll know. Like, okay, that's yeah, going to that's that's play out That's going to play out in that sense. Then yeah. we'll have that sorted out. You don't think they'd be able to, to get the sixth spot by any chance here? Like oh, right. Because that's the other one, right? Oh, it's yeah. true. either yeah. you finish top six <laughs> right. or you're fighting for that, that final tiebreak. Well, if they, win the next, if they win those two games against the teams of Chase they're, or in the pack, in. then they're in that six. Yeah. So on to Dive and uh, Mocon Mo Problems. They are in a pretty decent position here of where they could be your two seed uh, because Party Crashers have one more game left and Mocon Mo Problems here have two games to go here. Are you... I'm going to buy that they can run the table here and finish as a two seed because they're playing a wounded Braves team and they're playing the Party Crashers uh, to wrap up the year. Wounded in what sense? Well, they're not healthy. They're not the same, same Braves team as they were. This, is not a, this, this Braves team, unfortunately, because of injuries, has derailed okay. the prestige that they've always uh, had on the football field. And therefore, they're in a situation where even though if they're wounded, they're still a team I wouldn't want to face. Yeah. But if you are Mo Con, Mo Problems here, this is your golden ticket here that can parachute you towards the number two seed if they take out these next two games against uh, Braves and probably Crashers coming up. Can, can I ask the question that might derail this entire thing? Who cares? You're going to have to get your way to the finals through some of these teams anyways, right? right like, now, does the two seed really change much? At the yeah, end it the does day? because if Mocom Opponents plays KGP, which would be the 4-5, you win that game, you're playing uh, All-Stars in the next round. So you just avoid the All-Stars altogether. That's what I'm trying to say. You want to avoid the All-Stars in that next game that you might have them earlier than expected. I mean, yeah, but you don't even have to finish two then. You can just finish three as well. Easy the coin toss, though, right? It's, well, a, it's a nice idea to finish two and three. Well, actually, if you go to the playoff breakdown, uh, the buys are yes. Yeah. Uh, one gets by and then it's... Uh, no, one, two, three. Oh, yeah? Going to the playoff breakdown, it says uh, buys, yes. One, two, three seeds. Okay, that's different. Yeah. So if you click on playoff breakdown, you'll see no, it. No, that's fine. Yeah, he's, okay. he's playing Pokemon uh, right now. And, uh, number, and the total number of teams, of course, that See, qualifies. Yeah, I, I, I d- actually, I know I don't like clicking this because sometimes Rob doesn't update it, and then we're caught yes, off guard. Yes, I, but, we're like, I, Wait a minute. I, but I was on it. That's why I told you to click it. Uh, yeah, so th- uh, top three seeds will uh, get a buy. So maybe that uh, puts a wrench in your wrench, Eagle. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. So, uh, yes, uh, I think they can run I mean, the just table. just don't finish four. Yeah. Or lower. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, they are in four right now. Mocon, more, more, now I'm screwing up names. Mocon, more problems. Uh, yeah, MK, MP. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give them uh, the win over the Braves and the win over the Apocalypse, uh, their last game of the season. Um, and you're thinking that'll catapult them to the two. two. And this is voice playing the All Stars. And who's playing the All Stars? Well, the officers will be your will be your one seed, right? right? Yep. And yep. so, you don't want your first if if yes. you if you're the four seed and you win over the five, then your next game is against the officers. Yes. Whether if you're the two or the three seed, you yes. avoid the officers till the final. Till the finals. Yes, no. that's absolutely yeah. That's yeah. Mocon, mo problems. These two games are very very important for that reason. Right. So KGP uh, have lost five games by six points or less. Is it bad luck? Um, and because they could have, again, that's a margin of error that's razor sharp, and they could have easily been 7-1-1, one, one, then 2-6-1. and one. 
So, interesting story here. They lost on Sunday night to the Braves, 35-32. Okay. But it wasn't the Braves. It was a bunch of free agents from other divisions playing. Yeah, this, this is the replacement players for the Braves. It, it was. This is the scabs. It how did the, like I I spoke to Charles Vero. I'm like, yeah, I, I saw you guys like starting the game, uh, and they scored on their first drive. Uh, Eagle, if you could put up that uh, KGP versus uh, Braves, uh, you'll you'll just look at the roster and you're like, wait, the yeah, you normally you're like, okay, yeah, Braves beat KGP, but then you look at the wait these Braves like who are like half the other guys because sure Jeremy Augustine William Paquette uh, even Julien Payment went to play for the Braves which makes me question like did he get subbed off of KGP and then can't be can't play for no KGP? that might be an oops honestly on the roster on no the- I, I saw him wearing a Braves jersey that night huh uh-huh Uh, something to be discussed off here, boys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Julien Beymar, uh, g- careful. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, this game, interesting that, uh, yeah, sorry. I was speaking to Charles Vero. He's like, I don't know, man. Like, at the end of the game, we just looked at ourselves and we're like, okay, we just won a game against KGP. That's <laughs> that, that's kind of cool. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. So, KGP, that that that's a tough loss to to. To lose to basically a, like free agents and just like a kind of mishmash of players, uh, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence in them. But of course, it's this is KGP we're talking about, uh, the four-time back to back to back to back champion. So uh, uh, they're going to prove us wrong uh, August 14th, of course. Yeah, It looks like a bug because KGP has stats from Cutler to Payma, and Payma oh. has shown sacking Vero. So I think okay. this is. They accidentally added them to the wrong roster right, okay. and type of thing in the snap. Oh, sure. boy. Okay. Everything's good. It was, it, it, it was weird because I saw him arrive in a KGP jersey, and then I saw him wearing a, a Braves jersey. So, yes. It's kinda, he's kind of like Freddie Freeman. You know, his <laughs> love for the, for the Braves is still <laughs> ever so present. He's with the KGP uh, roster right now. Uh, finally, uh, Fred Dupuis. Um, I know Pete and I have spoken about him before. I don't know where he stacks up with this quarterback class. He's just too uh, too Jekyll and Hyde in my books for where he is as a quarterback now. He can throw it, yep. but sometimes those throws end up going the wrong hands the other way. I mean, I they were like struggling to find subs on, on Monday night, and obviously this is just a one-off. Um, how did he look on that Monday night game when uh, he wasn't? He was competitive, but I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular from his end. That wasn't like my God, that was a, a priceless picture he, he painted. It right, wasn't that case like forty-one to twenty-six is competitive against All Stars. No, well, that's what uh, the they, score they, line because Wyeth <laughs> Wyeth threw like they got a little bit sloppy All Stars second half because opening drive second half Wyeth throws a corner pass to Chris Miard. It goes, it deflects off of Miar's hand into the DB's hands. Okay. So, like, for those who are watching, just visualize Miar, he's running a, a corner to the right, so he turns his body to his right. Yep. Ball's a little underthrown, so it deflects off his right hand, the closest to the, to the ball. Low or high? Low, and then okay. it pops up in the air, picked off. And so they, they scored, but 
It wasn't close, man. It wasn't close. Like I, I Party Crashers, they they they're competitive, but they're not gonna keep up with with the big dogs. Like I, if the Braves play the Party Crashers, Braves are winning that football game. Sure, um, but look, like statistically, statistics wise, he's throwing five TDs for every INT. Is that good enough for Division A? Do no. you have to be six six to one? Yeah, that's that, that's a thirteen INTs is, is too rich for my blood. It's yeah, a, it's an expensive uh, date. How much are you willing to spend on a first date, Mo? I don't think price is an object in the first date. Uh, Eagle? It's, it's uh, like, it's like I mean, cap. it depends on where you're going for your first date. Well, Normally, no. if it's like a complete blind date or you're never spoken to the person, I want to go somewhere like, yeah, a coffee or a drink. But if it's, stuff it's a second date, you know, the, the budget does ex- increase by a few more dollars there. Yeah, but I mean, anywhere between 20 and 50 bucks, I guess. For the second date. For the first date. First date. Oh, first date, yeah. First date, yeah. But, uh, but when we're talking about like a date, like an actual dinner date, or are you talking yeah, about... Yeah, di- dinner. I was going for dinner, yeah. So yeah, dinner yeah. date, yeah. It's it's a much different budget at that point, though. Yeah. Are you willing to dish out, let's say, uh, 200 Yeah, whatever. I yeah. don't care. Okay. It's fine. I think I think you hit that anyways, right? If you get like cocktails, yeah. apps, a plate, a and dessert, wine. bottle of wine, you're at two pills. And then post-game somewhere else, right? You might go to a restaurant and to a bar afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. So Fred Dupree in this relation is an yes. expensive date for interceptions he's thrown this year. Yeah, I, I would agree that the 13 picks, that's uh, the most in, in, in the division. Um, and yeah, you just can't turn over the ball like that because opposing teams, nine, 99 times out of 100, maybe 95 out of 100 are, are scoring right back. So possessions uh, and protecting the football are just uh, absolute uh, keys to victory in division. Yeah, he threw 10 INTs in the first five, three in the last uh, four. Hmm. Still an expensive taste to have for, for second date here in, in the FPF world. So hey, you know what they say, possession is nine-tenths of the law. So. Of course. <laughs> uh, can we, could we call uh, PZ up? No. I want to see how, how stressed out he is right now at the airport. Uh, you mean like at the airport? Now? Yeah, yeah, right now. Right now. Oh, I wonder, if, uh, you know, have the lines did gotten see, did, better? Did you not see his message on the thread? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's at the airport, and the airport's <laughs> a disaster. <laughs> he's freaking out. Yeah, he is. Like, you know, you know Peasy, when he gets stressed out, like, it's stressed out, right? I can only imagine how he's going through right now, trying to get through customs and stuff. And oh, it's a bleep show, apparently. Yeah, so. And apparently, I'm a terrible friend. Yeah, that's what he wrote. Let's see. Is he in airplane mode oh, yet? Man, I hope I hope he picks up. Please, please pick up. If not, please call his wife. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. Oh please, please, please. Oh. Oh, I thought someone picked up. No, he's not. He's not. On the plane, lol is what he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all right. Could have done a call twenty minutes ago. That's oh, all yeah. good. No worries. All right, never mind. That's well, I would have asked him how much he would be willing to dish out on a first date. Yeah, exactly. We could have asked yeah. him that question. He could have asked the the uh, the, the passengers on the on the airlines. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, tell him we wish him well on that tra- on travel there. Okay, so that is it. It is now time for games of the week. All right, here we Woo! go. All right, let me get this going what here. Yeah, uh, what division are we starting with? Uh, we're going in the exact same order that we did the show in because people Perfect. seem to like that because they can follow when their games are going to be done. So cool. we're going to start with Division E, Vic in a Box, Magnetos. Vic in a Box. I'll go Vic in a Box. All right, we're going to go QB Roulette, Black Label. Oh, we didn't do the roulettes. Oh, we didn't do the roulettes. Can we stop? Can you get it up there? No, can no. We st- keep the song rolling. Get this. Get the uh, roulette up there. Let's uh, do this quick here. Uh, <laughs> Cube roulette. 
Yeah, it's there. Here we go. All right, so Zachary Albert-Gills is the quarterback. Who are they playing today? Uh, they're playing Black Label. Black Label. Holy crap. Black and then label. second half. Come on, Zach. Full game for you. Come on, Zach. Black Label for me. Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Boutelier. I'm going Black Label. Yeah, I'm going Black Label with that matchup there. And there's reason, other reasons why, but I like Black Label. Yeah. All right, Brewers, Magnetos. 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 Pillow Talkers, Cavalier de Rohan. Pillow talkers. Yeah, pillow talkers, but they'll uh, for they'll bust the cap. Sule Fest, Wind Diesel. Wind Diesel. I'll go Sule Fest, but they'll bust the cap too. Should be roulette, pillow talkers. Uh, pillow talkers. Could be roulette. Brewers, Scranton Stranglers. Can't pick it. Scranton Stranglers. Brewers, Cavalier de Rohan. Rohan. Yeah, Rohan. Black Label, Les Petits Carottes. Good matchup. Uh, I'm going to go Black Label. Ooh, I'll go Petit Carottes. And Mountain Goats, Vic in a Box. Vic in a Box. Vic in a Box. All right. Women's Division, Villa, Les Petites Miettes. Uh, LPM. LPM. And Strangers, Red Nation. Strangers. I'll go Red Nation. Three for three on this season. Moretti, Crime Family versus Touch It, Catch It. Division C, B, C. B. B. Uh, B. Touch It, Catch It. I'll go Moretti, Crime Family. Thor's Hammer, Junkyard Dogs. Thor's oh, Hammer. Thor's. Silent Ticklers, Mangoose. Ticklers. The Ticklers. Brand new Silent Ticklers. Brand new. Yeah, I was going to go upset special there. Brand new. Brand new Mangoose. Brand new. Brand new. BYOB, Moretti Crime Family. Uh, Moretti Crime Family. I'll go BYOB. B-Rave, Silent Ticklers. Ticklers. Yeah. Uh, ticklers. And Thor's Hammer, Junkyard Dogs. I'll go Thor's. Hammers. All right, we got Coed 2, Three Hunters, Sneaky Snakes. Hunters. I'll go Sneaky Snakes for that one. Gorillas, Les Princess. LP. LP, yeah. Blue Wave, Les Princess. LP. Blue Wave. Ooh. Sneaky Snakes, Kiss My End Zone. Kiss My End Zone. I can't pick it. And Blue Wave, Kiss My End Zone. I Kiss My End Zone. I can't pick it. All right, we're going to go Coed 1, Fit Squad, Easy Fun. Uh. Easy squad. Uh, easy, <laughs> easy squad. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go PZ f uh, fun. Uh, fit squad, fast, not furious. Uh, fit squad. I'll go fast, not furious. Kiss my outlaws, fast, not furious. Outlaws. Outlaws. Kiss my outlaws, Justice League. Outlaws. I'll go outlaws again. Lips it fuck, easy fun. LPP. That one's good. Yeah, I'm going to go LPP as well. All right, we're going to go Division C. Uh, I have to look at teams to figure out which one we're at. Top Season, Ravens. Top Season. I'll go Top Season. Uh, vultures, One Step Closer. Vultures. Yes, Vultures. The Commission, Vultures. Vultures. Yeah, Vultures. Back to back. The Infantry, Air Force One. Infantry. Uh, yeah, Infantry, but it's close. Beer Belly Brigade, Vultures. Uh, vultures. That's a match, a rematch of the semi-final of the winter. I'll go Vultures. ESU Timberwolves, the Infantry. 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 Hot Sauce Sports, the Infantry. 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 EZW, the Stoics. Uh, EZW. Yeah, EZW. Hashtag go Stoics. <laughs> one step closer, Los Penetradores. LP. I'll go one step closer. All right, we're going to go Division D, Big Dracos, V-Town. 
V-Town. Yeah, V-Town. Mad Dog, 4th and Shalong. 4th. 4th and Shalong. Team Timbo, Threat Level Midnight. Timbo. Team Timbo. The Mighty Six, V-Town. Uh, V-Town. Mighty Six. Mad Dogs, La Cité des Jetons. Mm, Mad Dogs. I'll go Cité des Jetons. Peerless Scarred, Ghosts. Peerless Scarred. Blue Dreamers, Killer Rays. Dreamers. Uh, I'll go Dreamers. Three in a row, then make it four in a row. Undertakers, Lockdown. 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 Fantard, Primetime. Primetime, yeah. Lockdown, Mad Dogs. Lockdown. I'll go Mad Dogs. La Cité des Jetons, The Mighty Six. Uh, La Cité. Yeah, Cité des Jetons. Close game. Blue Dreamers, Peerless Scarred. Peerless Scarred. Peerless. Mad Dogs, Ghosts. Mad Dogs. Mad Dogs. Dirty Dogs, Primetime. That's good. Uh, I'll go Dirty Dogs. dogs. Yeah. Replacements, Kiss My Vulture. Can't pick Vultures. it. Vultures. Big Dracos, Threat Level Midnight. Dracos. TLM. Bandits, V-Town. Bandits. Killer Rays, Late. Killer Rays. Rays. Selwyn Old Boys, Save the Turtles. Turtles. Uh, yeah, Turtles. Former All-Stars, Blue Dreamers. Former All-Stars, man. They're, they're starting to pick it up, man. They're picking it up, yep. yeah. I'll, uh, give I me, like give them me, a lot. Yeah, give me Former All-Stars. And that's it for here. And we got Division A, MoCon, Mo Problems. Give me uh, MK. Yes, that, that's just one. That's one team, Eagle. Yeah. MoCon, Mo, Mo, Mo Braves. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had them win that game. Yeah, uh, yeah MKMP. Uh, sorry. Party Crashers, The Apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse, but it's close. MoCon, Mo Problems, Apocalypse. MKMP. Yeah, MKMP. And KGP All Stars. All Stars. All Stars. And that's it, boys. You had, a co- you had a coffee this time. You can't I blame it on coffee this time. It's just funny because I was like, "Why?" Yeah, you am just I said. Only <laughs> saying one team? I don't know. My mind was uh, elsewhere at that point in time. Okay, so a reminder: please check your roster for five games played for. It's important to do that now, and this becomes a headache for all of us at the end of the year. Uh, Fall Cup registration will be opening up in the coming days. Soon, soon, very soon. So please we'll keep get an the eye details out first, and then we'll open up registration. And but please yeah, check your playoff schedule. The dates are set for all the divisions because there is no wiggle room to accommodate others. Remember, if you play on multiple teams, it'll be taken into consideration to make sure that players are not overworked in this uh, overworked season of ours. Uh, any last words here, uh, Eagle? Nope, that's it for Iggy? me. Nope. Perfect. Uh, magic words, please. From all of us here at the Weekly Extra Point Live. Uh, good night, PZ. Safe travels. Good Enjoy night. the Mediterranean. Good night, Calgary Flames. I was going to go with that one, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flames. Yeah, I think a chuck will be an FPF player. Yeah.